China is not our friend. And I think uh, for those who had hoped that they could become our friend, they're not our friend. And I think our prime minister, also affectionately known by China as the little potato, he is also starting to learn that. Um, And there is simply no bigger headline in this country today than what is going on with China. And that's because they continually escalate actions against this country. Why? Because they can. Because they don't care about things like, oh, human rights. They don't care about due process. They don't care about fairness, balance, or the basics of justice because they march to their beat. And those who get in the way pay a price. And now, you know, that they are not just, you know, not not just kidnapped two Canadians. Now they're sun, suddenly sending Canadians to certain death. Got to wonder, like, why have we not been issued a travel ban? And last night, late last night, the Canadian government did escalate to a travel warning. But would you go to China right now? I think you'd be certifiably nuts to go to China. I mean, who's there to protect you? No one. Because you could be arbitrarily picked up if you're there. And there's not a darn thing apparently this government can do to help you. So should they be doing more? Because if you can't help a Canadian get home from somewhere like China, then why not issue a ban? I get it. There's a diplomacy thing here. I'm probably not understanding that. But I'd be more worried about getting Canadians back. I want to bring in Aaron O'Toole to this conversation, Conservative MP for Durham, also the Shadow Minister of Foreign Affairs and International Development. Hello, great to have you here with us. Good to be back, Alex. What um, Last week, you know, you were called a partisan because you had pushed for this travel warning, and now we have it. But ha- have the Trudeau Liberals been too slow to act in your, con- in your uh, mind? Uh, absolutely. In fact, we've been asking since mid-December... For them to, for the prime minister to seize himself directly with the matter, because the Chinese, they almost respond to power and to making it clear that uh, their their concerns are taken seriously. The prime minister needed to get involved, and we needed to inform Canadians because there's thousands of Canadians working and traveling in China. And when I spoke out about it, I had families calling me saying, should my son or daughter come back? They're teaching there. There was a lot of concern. So that's why we have travel advisories. We pushed them again to update it. They finally did, but they've been dragged kicking and screaming to take this situation seriously. So what would be the problem of issuing a travel ban? I mean, is that where we should be in this country, issuing an actual travel ban? I don't think we should be issuing a travel ban, but I I do think, um, I, I joked the other day on Twitter that after... Uh, Minister Freeland rushed to the airport mm-hmm. to to meet the latest refugee for a photo op. Uh, she should have stayed there and gotten a flight to Beijing <laughs> to show that we're going to start taking this seriously. We've got two Canadians in serious security detention right now. I've had reports that up to 16 in total with administrative penalties. People picked up for so-called uh, discrepancies in their visas, like Miss McIver, the teacher from Alberta. Right. Uh, and now we have Mr. Schellenberg, who in November, was convicted for 15 years uh, for a role in a drug smuggling ring. He claims his innocence. They've changed that to a death penalty. So clearly China's ratcheting up the pressure and we're not responding at all. What would your government do? Should you be in charge if something like this were going on? Well, first, we would have set clear expectations. You know, in in the Harper government that I was a part of, we had... Uh, some challenges with China because we never put human rights, we never put rule of law and those concerns in the back seat. But China, in my experience, they almost prefer you to be direct, take a strong position of, of leadership as we try to, 
and you advance your interests. The very fact that Prime Minister Trudeau is calling Donald Trump, he's calling Mr. Abe from Japan, he's calling all our rivals to put pressure, but he won't pick up the phone and call the Chinese president. That's seen as a bit of weakness. You joked about his, his nickname there, uh, Little Potato. He, he's not seen as taking this seriously, and it's hard for him because he made free trade with China a goal of his term in government, and it's going terribly poorly, clearly. And I think he's not sure what to do, and I think there's indecision in his cabinet. Well, there also may have been some naivete. I mean, there was, uh, as everyone knows, on the women's night, there was the comment where he said he has an admiration for a Chinese dictatorship. And he may now be realizing they work a little bit too fast, uh, you know, given that they can give a death sentence to a Canadian citizen within, you know, 12 hours. Um, How does Canada then get out of this mess? Well, we think the, the prime minister has to take a direct lead in it. And if it means assurances on a quick review of the uh, of the arrest of the Huawei CFO in in Vancouver assurances from the prime minister that uh, the extradition request will go quickly and appropriately um, I think just those assurances showing that we take it seriously would be a big step remember she's on bail mm-hmm. in Canada staying in a 6 million dollar house we have hardly any consular access to the two Canadians, Mr. Corvick and Mr. Spaver. One of them's only been visited twice yes. by consular officials in almost two months, so or a month and a half. So we've got to show that we will have our system, which is world-class, work effectively, uh, and just show that the Prime Minister's personally uh, engaged on the matter. Should there have been more negotiation with the United States before agreeing to the extradition of this uh, this woman? I mean, should or could the prime minister have said, uh, you know, here's the conditions of which we will do? Or is that, you know, because we're an ally, you can't even have that kind of conversation? Well, these are the things that we have a lot of questions about, Alex. Uh, I It took us some information and digging, but it's clear the prime minister was briefed on the arrest um, of the Chinese executive several days before it took place. Were there discussions with the United States? Uh, was the government given... Uh, some assurances with respect to the charges, because it relates to uh, Huawei as a company uh, breaking embargoes towards Iran. So it's a serious and complex matter. Mm -hmm. Was there any review of this at all? Did the prime minister not realize this was going to be taken seriously? We've been expressing concern for many years about state-owned Chinese companies taking over uh, companies in Canada because they are arms of the state, and nothing shows that better than this case, Alex. The Chinese are so offended because they view her as almost a senior official in the state itself. It's like royalty. Like, just, like royalty, mm-hmm. right, exactly. And so what calculation was there in the prime minister's office? Was it a courtesy heads up? What, were, did they give the green light to it? Uh, these are all questions that we're going to have because this broke just before Christmas, mm-hmm. as you recall, and we started saying the prime minister needs to be clear with people. Um, I'm worried if he doesn't take charge of this, we could see more instances of this, more Canadians getting harassed that are there on visa, being called in for virtually no reason other than being shaken down. Um, a lot of families are worried. That's why the travel advisory is one thing, but the prime minister needs to step up. Yeah, because as I understand, even if you fly into Hong Kong, uh, you could also be nabbed. Is that correct? You know, potentially, yeah. There, there have been cases in Hong Kong where um, uh, agents from mainland have come in and brought people over the border and then... Uh, not respected the one country, uh, two systems right. approach to Hong Kong. 
And, and look, in the region, uh, the South China Sea, the Chinese are building islands. They've been saber-rattling towards Taiwan, suggesting they want to see a Hong Kong-type relationship with them. So there's a very aggressive China on the world stage. They've been doubling down on their state-owned enterprises um, and on companies like Huawei. And Canada has been seen as, as someone that was um, almost subservient yeah. under Trudeau to them. Now he's realizing the reality, as the former uh, ambassador to China, David Mulroney, several years ago called Justin Trudeau naive. We see that almost on a weekly basis now. So Huawei, which is, you know, is kind of the closing chapter on this, is what led to the kind of pickle we're in now. I mean, this has been building for a while. Um, Canada really has been their only hope now to get this technology in. And we're under real pressure from our Five Eye uh, allies to say absolutely no to this. We've boycotted products for far less than this. But is it not time to to make it clear, um, you know, that Huawei should, A, not be a sponsor of our national sport? Canadians should not be buying that product, or would that be just too aggressive? Well, listen, I think first step, Alex, is we have to be clear that we would not permit, and Andrew Scheer has said this, Huawei to be part of the construction of our 5G cellular infrastructure. That's a critical asset. You know, the the data, personal information, that is the new utility of the modern age. We cannot have a state-owned Chinese enterprise backstopping that. Um, that's why several of our other Five Eyes allies have been saying, Canada, when are you going to say no? Uh, even the, the British, which is the other one that's sort of been soft on this, is re-examining that. I think we start off there. Um, other parts of what Huawei is doing, as long as they're monitored, that's something that, you know, we're not talking banning them. We're talking banning their core technology from our infrastructure. And I think uh, we're kidding ourselves. All the security, uh, CSE, all the officials have said this to the Trudeau government. We think they haven't said no to Huawei being part of this because he was pursuing this free trade agreement. So, as I said, he thought China was going to be his signature success in his term in government. Uh, Right now, it's showcasing why he just deserves one term. Yeah, well, maybe he can get that deal with India now. Yeah, sorry. Never mind. (laughs) My bad. Mr. O'Toole, I thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate it. Always a pleasure, Alex. Thank you. That is uh, Aaron O'Toole, the Conservative MP in the Durham area, also Shadow Minister on Foreign Affairs and International Development. So, look, I, I don't know how we're going to get out of this, because all of a sudden, if you say, yeah, Huawei Tech, no, we're not, part, we're not signing on. You know, you can't have that technology here. I don't know what China will do. But we sure are in a mess. Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.